Today's episode is going to be a little different than usual, but it's going to be a fun one. I'm letting you in behind the scenes of my 4x4x48 challenge. So I'm recording this the day before I start. I'm starting tomorrow evening. Today's Thursday. I'm starting Friday. But basically what this challenge is, is you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So in sum, I'm going to be covering 48 miles in a 48 hour time period. Um, This event happened all over the world the weekend of March 5th. But a few days prior to that event, I threw my back out. I've got a pretty nice disc herniation in my lower back. And when I let myself get too stressed mentally, or when I eat more processed foods than usual, the pain gets worse. And Wednesday morning, before I was supposed to start on Friday, the pain got just worse and worse and worse. And by Thursday morning, I could not stand up straight. I mean, I was literally bent in half, could not stand upright. There was no way that I was physically going to be able to cover 48 miles a few days later without like seriously injuring myself, probably permanently. So I recovered, trusted in the training foundation that I had laid. My fitness was at a great point um, at that point you know, on March, that weekend of March 5th. And so I decided to take it on two weeks later after it happened worldwide. So I wasn't, you know, going to have that momentum behind me. I'm not going to have that momentum of knowing that thousands of other people are doing it there. Um, but I like to do hard things. So I thought, bring it on. And I'm going to start tomorrow night. I'll start at 8 p.m. Friday and I will run every four hours, <laughs> four miles. I'll take on four miles until 4 p.m. on Sunday. So that's 8 p.m., 12 a.m., 4 a.m., 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 4 p.m., 8 p.m., you get the picture, until 4 p.m. on Sunday. Before and after each run, what I'm going to do is record a little summary of how I'm feeling, doing, what I'm just basically whatever's on my mind for like a minute or two, uh, any roadblocks I'm facing, just to give you a full insight background on (laughs) what's going through my mind when I do hard things, because I think it's super insightful to get that get that picture of what goes through someone's head when they're doing the seemingly impossible. I mean, I've never ran 48 miles in any time period. Um, I mean, nope, no, I haven't. I've done 26.2 at the end of a Ironman. I've definitely had like 40 mile weeks when I was training for Ironmans, but I mean, it's been years since I've done that much mass mile wise. So it'll be fun. It'll be challenging. It'll be dark. It'll be exciting. <laughs> you know, it's going to be all the things and I'm bringing you along for the ride. Um, so I'm going to compile this into a unique episode to take you through the fun and the crazy and the ups and the downs of this challenge. Literally call me crazy, but I'll be also on, um, if you followed me on Instagram as I took the song, cause I'm going to share there as well. You'll probably get a feel for the, pro- you probably got a feel for the progression of my thoughts and physical feelings, but this is going to be like, you'll never have heard this cause this is the first is on this podcast, my actual voice recordings before and after each run. So let's get into the deep dive of the craziness that I took on. <laughs> Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. 
I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. So I am just under two hours. I'm sitting in the car. Just got back from the grocery store. I am under two hours from starting this thing. And there's so much going through my head. Uh, and I just thought I'd like brain dump it a little before the actual start time. So you get a feel for like where my head is right now. Because I've done a lot of like long races. Half Ironmans. I've done a full Ironman. Half marathon. I mean lots and lots of triathlons under my belt. So I know the pre-race jitters. And mine is usually like a nervous excitement. But what I've come to realize is those are all they're always destination places. I'm always somewhere else, like in a hotel, or I drove there that morning. I'm not in my own environment. I'm not running. It's not like my normal day to day. Whereas this, I'm going to be running out my front door and running back in literally for the next two days straight. But it's still like that same feeling of a big event. (laughs) It's so weird. It's this weird dichotomy. I'm like, I'm living my normal life. But at the same time, it's not my normal life this weekend. So I'm just in this weird place of trying to wrap my head around those jitters and wrap my head around what that actually means and how I'm supposed to actually feel because I have this nervousness, but it's not like an excited nervous. It's like this scared nervous, (laughs) to be totally honest. And my body's felt kind of off. Yesterday was a full rest day. Today, I haven't worked out yet, obviously, because I'm going to be doing a lot of working out. And my body, I like feel kind of nauseous, um, which happens if I don't work out for a few days. I get that. I just start to feel sick. Like I don't feel good. And I think it's my body reacting to not having those hormones and endorphins that come with workouts consistently. So whew, nonetheless, um, sleep deprivation is totally going to be a factor because I mean, I'll have just over three hours between each four miles. So that's not, it's going to be a lot of uninterrupted sleep. And originally when I decided to take this on, I was like, well, I'm a mom and I just came out of a season of lots of broken up sleep. And so I'm capable of this, but obviously it's not because my baby needs me. It's because I'm choosing to go out and run. So it's totally different kind of mentality of sleep deprivation. And I do think it'll be a factor. Um, but I'm, I'm going into this with a, I, I can already picture Sunday having finished it. I have no idea what my body's going to feel like, what I'm going to feel like sleep and tired wise, but I totally can see myself there. So even though there's all these, un, there's so many unknowns, cause this is not like your typical event that I've ever done before. So there's a lot of unknowns in this. And I truly, though, I think that's, what's bringing up more of the scared nervous energy as opposed to like an excited nervous energy, because I've never done something like this before. I've never covered this much, much distance on my feet in this amount of time. So that's how I'm feeling. Um, I need to go bring the groceries in and feed my children and put my little one to bed. (laughs) So it's a normal Friday here (laughs) and that's just how I'm feeling. So, um, that's where I'm at. I just ate a bagel on the way home because, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to eat as, I'm going to treat my days as normal as I can with like getting up, making breakfast, eating normal stuff throughout the day, but obviously 
especially tomorrow where I'm doing it from midnight to midnight, I'm going to be burning a lot of calories. And so I'm not being like free for all, just eat whatever you want, because I do know how certain things make me feel. And when it comes to like my stomach, I don't want it to cramp and all of that. So it's important that I still eat really nutritiously, but I did just have a, my favorite kind of bagel is a cinnamon sugar bagel, especially the ones from Einstein. Mm, They're so good. And this one was from Smith's, which is like Kroger, but nonetheless, um, just had one of those on the way home. Cause I've been just, I'm like, I just need to get some carbs in me real quick, taking off in about two hours. So I'm going to check out and my next voice, little voice memo will be right before I head out for my first run. I am officially a few minutes from starting this thing. It's like 7.50 something. And I'm feeling that excited nervousness now. It's 8 p.m. basically. So, you know, I've got my bright bright pink pants on and a little reflective gear because it is pitch black outside. And I just wanted to leave one final note before I start because I feel like I take on these crazy things partly for me. Like part of part of me does crazy stuff like this. Like I did doing I'm in the midst of 75 hard slash live hard like I've got phase three coming up this summer um doing Ironmans and triathlons and this obstacle course races I do part of that does that for me um to prove my to myself what I'm capable of I just love pushing my own limits but part of me what I've come to realize also does it to spur you on to discover your limits and tap into the potential that you just didn't know that was there for you. So hope you're encouraged listening to this. I hope if you got to catch my updates about it on Instagram, which again, this is way more in depth and going to be way more fun, but I hope you just get spurred on to do something hard because it is in the hard things that we take on where I truly believe that we discover new parts of ourselves, that we figure out more limits and abilities that we didn't realize we had and we just have so many opportunities to do that so why not take advantage of it while we're here on this earth and just continue to not only be better for ourselves but for those around us and for other people on not only to do hard things and become better mentally but it makes you healthier so about to go do this let's go just got back from run one I went into that physically tired from not working out for like two days and now I have a lot of energy, but I need to get some sleep because I'll really only have about just over a three hour window between each run. Um, But that felt really good. My body felt good. I definitely ate too close to that run, but I mean, that happens. It's only four miles. I'll have to be more careful about that tomorrow, but overall good start. I feel good. My pace was good. I'm aiming for a pace between 11 and a half minutes to 12 and a half minutes on average ish and sneak peek. I don't know if it'll happen. We'll find out in a few days, but I love to run the last four miles straight running, no walking just cause it's like that last push. So we're away from that though, 44 miles to go. <laughs> it's just about midnight, first midnight run. And I got just over two hours of sleep. I feel refreshed for the most part. And it's a little chillier, but not too bad. It's like 50, 56, 57. <sighs> so we're heading out for this run. I'm heading out for this run by myself with my AirPods and a good, good podcast. So <laughs> I feel like I'm already getting delirious. It'll be fine. Done. I'm hungry. <laughs> and I know it's not because I've been exerting myself a lot. because I didn't really eat a big dinner because I was going to run. So I'm about to go make like a peanut butter and jelly or something because it sounds really good right now. 
my approach to nutrition is to be smart about what I put in my body, whole foods, but definitely tuning into what my body needs because the caloric expenditure over the next 40 hours will be very high. So that's my plan. Literally just after one, definitely going to go to sleep again. And 4 a.m. will be my next one. Feeling fine physically. Um, mentally, I'm tired. Definitely. I feel like that will help getting some naps and sleeps in. But overall, feeling pretty good. It's time for run number three. It is 4 o'clock in the morning. Really hard to rip myself off the couch <laughs> from where I was sleeping for this, but... I am up, and run number three is about to start. <sighs> run number three is done and in the books. I've covered 12 miles, and that means I'm 25% of the way done. And I feel like physically my body feels good, my muscles feel good, my mind feels good. I was, like, super grateful that whole run, just about a bunch of different things. The moon is really bright, so... There's like some natural light, even though it's pitch black outside, like the the moon is lighting up my run 25% of the way there. I've only got 36 miles left to go, which sounds crazy to say, but having 12 under my belt feels really, I mean, 25%, that's a quarter of the way there. So I'm seeing things in a really positive light right now. I think I might stay up. I don't know. I haven't decided (sighs) cause it's almost 5am and that's usually when I get up anyways. And there's this thing I bought, it's called a run gum. And it's caffeinated chewing gum. And it's not a great consistency like Orbit or um, I can't think of the other ones. But it's not like a great chewing consistency. It's thicker, more dense, but it's got caffeine in it. And that's going to come in clutch because I just had some on this last run. They like running with chewing gum. And, um, yeah, that just came in clutch. So I'm really glad about that. <laughs> I think that's going to be my secret to this thing. For run number four, it is 8 a.m. on Saturday, four more miles. That'll total 16 once I finish it. Uh, My stomach has not been very happy this morning, (laughs) so that's been fun. But otherwise, I feel fine. I feel good. I didn't sleep since my 4 a.m. run, so probably might take a nap. haven't decided, but I'm feeling good other than my stomach right now, so heading out for four more. Aside from needing a bathroom the whole run, uh, that went really well. My body feels really good still. I'm 16 miles in, which puts me at officially one-third of the way done. So I'm chipping away at this. Uh, mentally feeling really good. I'm very grateful for daylight. I realized last night during one of the runs that six of the 12 runs will be in the dark and six of the 12 will be in the light during the day. And um, there's just this path near. I'm literally running out the front door, back in the front door. So like it's kind of mundane. And during the day, there's this route I like to take that just takes me away from our neighborhood and kind of out into like the expanse. And I can see so many mountains and it's just so peaceful and there's like no cars. So I love going that route and I can't go out there when it's dark because there's no lights. So I got to go out that way and it's just so refreshing. So really grateful for that. Really grateful. I feel pretty good aside from my stomach. And I'm excited for noon. I feel energized right now. I don't feel like I need a nap. I'm sure I'm going to be regretting saying that later, but um, I'm feeling good. So we're just chipping away. Kind of shocking. 16 miles so far in like, oh man, I can't do the math. 12 hours. So woohoo. It's noon on Saturday. 
Um, it's 70 and partly cloudy, so literally perfect. I'm very excited about that. Very excited to go on my scenic run. There's kids playing outside, as you can hear. Just beautiful right now. Um, but I will say during this last break, my legs were starting to feel heavy. Like I could feel like my deep muscles, I could start to feel like the fatigue. So definitely getting into the thick of it now. Like it's getting real. And it will definitely become more of a mental game tonight. Last night, like reflecting back last night's time, like the midnight one and the 4 a.m. one, I was kind of half not half asleep, but definitely mentally not all there. So tonight will be really interesting. But I'm going to be in here now. It's noon. It's going to be beautiful. I'm awake. It's going to feel great. The miles are done. Run number five is in the books. I just realized I don't. Okay, so I did not plan this well at all compared to how I used to plan for big races, um, like my half Ironmans and everything. I really trained with my nutrition really intentionally, and I tried to do that for this, but you just can't really can't really like train this mileage. So the nutrition front, I don't feel as prepared, but I kind of knew that going in. But what I really didn't prepare for was the transitions in between, because with triathlons, you have transitions, you change shoes, some gear, nutrition, make sure you have what you need. But with this, it's just like, I didn't really plan ahead with pacing and timing. And I mean, I paced myself really well, but I didn't plan this out as intentionally as I would have wanted to, is what I'm saying. And um, I just realized middle of the day today, I should take the daytime ones more slowly because I end up by the time I get home, do this, get changed, put food in my body. I have just about under three hours until I start running again. And overnight, when I need to sleep, I need to capitalize on that stretch of time in between runs as much as possible. So ideally, my night runs, I'd want to go at a faster pace than my day runs, whereas I'm just trying to keep the same even pace all throughout. So I think what I'm going to do this afternoon, and I tried to do it this time, but I didn't realize it until like two and a half miles in, is I'm going to go slower during the day and try to go faster at night. Well, I mean, we'll see how it works out, but that way I can actually get a little bit more sleep because I'm not really sleeping during the day. So I don't know. We'll see if it works, but I really didn't, didn't think this through as much as I did in the past. Obviously, I've let go of a lot of the type A tendencies I used to have, which is good. But in this case, I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe I could have planned a little better. But it is what it is. I'm doing it. I'm taking it every four-hour stretch at a time, and it'll be done. Let's run. I will be halfway done. And something came over me the last few hours, and I have no desire to do this. <laughs> the motivation is gone. Um, I knew this point would come where I was just like, nope, mentally, physically, don't feel it. I'm tired. My body's not 100%. <sighs> so um, that's where I'm at right now, physically and mentally. I'm going to do it, obviously. And when I get to this point, I just take it one step, one interval, one minute, one hour at a time. And so I'm not even thinking about 24 hours from now when I'm starting my last run. I'm literally just thinking about, okay, I've got four miles at 4 p.m. on Saturday right now, and I'm just going to take it one mile at a time. My goal is to keep my paces under 12 minutes and 30 seconds, mainly so I have enough time to rest and sleep in between. So that's more so my goal, like, overnight. But, yeah, I'm going to give myself that flexibility to do that if need be and walk a lot as I need to. I'm probably going to be relying on phone calls to, like, friends and family more. 
this last half because, uh, yeah, the mental part of it is getting a little tough. So uh, that's just how I feel, but I'm going to do it anyways because you don't grow when you don't do hard things, and I'm here to grow. So let's go. That was not fun. (laughs) It's like I felt like I was running through water. You can hear the wind right now probably. And that's how it felt because of the wind. (laughs) My legs and my joints are dead, but I'm halfway. And, again, this last 24 hours is going to be taking it minute by minute, step by step, mile by mile, just being very present in the moment and moving, just not stopping. I had to stop a few times to get, like, rocks out of my shoes, but I just kept taking steps forward. And I think that's going to be the key is just moving forward. And my whole plan of trying to go faster at night so I can get more sleep, I might just be sacrificing the whole sleep thing, getting like an hour and a half to two hours. <laughs> so uh, definitely challenging, just like I thought it would be. So at first, the first, okay, here, full honesty here. The first few laps, few, like probably the first 12 miles of this, I was like, this is not that hard. Like, I feel like I'm going to be able to run a lot. And now I'm like, yeah, I see how it's hard. So here comes the challenge. That's what I'm here for. That's why I'm doing it. Better mental space than I was earlier today. It's almost 8 p.m., so I'm about to take off for my seventh run, my seventh four miles. It'll put me at 28 once I finish. Just going to keep moving forward. I have decided, and let me remind you what the root of the word decide, uh, the Latin origin of that word comes from and means to cut off. So I have decided (laughs) that I'm going to let go of that need for a max of a 1230 pace because I've decided that it's just going to be one more night of sacrificing sleep. And if that means it takes longer to get these four miles done than expected, and it means I get less sleep than ideal overnight, then it is what it is. Because it's just one more night of this. I've got, what, 20 hours 20 hours left of this challenge. So that's my plan. I've decided I'm just going to sacrifice the sleep if I need to and give my body as long as it needs to get through every four of the 24 miles I have left. And it'll be fun. It makes it kind of like taking this mental load off. And what's funny is when I did my Ironman, it was 102 degrees out in Chattanooga in September, end of September. Uh, Not normal. And my goal for that race went from finishing by a certain time to like my goal kept stepping backwards. And by the end it was um, because it, it had the second highest DNF rate for any Ironman race, second to one of the Kona world championships, like a few decades prior because of the temperature and the humidity, uh, 25% of the people who started the Ironman that I did didn't finish. And so by the end of that race, my goal was, I will cross the finish line. I will get to the finish line on my own two feet and not get carted there on a golf cart because I was seeing people taking off the course left and right the whole day. So that's kind of what this challenge has become. And it's kind of fun getting to that point where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to do it. So that's where I'm at. Time to go run. Run seven is done. And my lungs and my heart, like cardiovascularly, feel totally fine. But the legs, my lactic acid is a lot and it's as you can hear super windy and it's not letting up until like monday (laughs) so i'm in for it with the wind 
but I've only got eight miles of night running left, so I'm going to try to figure out what I can do to make my legs feel a little bit better for this midnight run and definitely going to get some sleep right now. I had to rip myself off the couch. <laughs> and I'm the kind of person who sets a lot of alarms. So a lot of alarms went off, but I'm up on time. It's 11.56 right now. Heading out for my midnight run. I am tired. I think I slept for like maybe an hour. Maybe. So we are going to go out. Going to run four miles probably walk a lot of it <laughs> and come back and put my compression socks back on ice my knees and go literally right to sleep i don't even know if i'm gonna change i'm so tired <laughs> so tired you realize during a friend that having finished i officially have covered 32 miles on my feet which is crazy for this i've ever done 26.2 at the end of my Ironman so it's an exciting like stamp of I guess I mean I guess at 8 p.m. when I covered 28 I had already passed that but nonetheless it's exciting to realize that I'm two-thirds of the way done still feel like crud <laughs> yeah nighttime does not treat me well I'm excited the midnight one is over and 4 a.m. is more of like a, a norm more, more closer to normal wake-up time for people so, yeah, we're almost there. One more night run. Okay, I'm going to go sleep. And I'm probably not going to change out of these sweaty clothes. <laughs> mayday, mayday. <laughs> uh, I guess my 49 alarms didn't work. And it's 5.30, and I was supposed to run at 4. So, I'm going to hold fast to finishing, obviously. I'm going to finish. And I'm just going to go and do it now and then do 8, 12, and 4 and just have less of a window of time between the next two, I guess. So I'm a little disappointed that that happened, but I mean, I'm still going to finish because we have curveballs happen and I guess this is my curveball. So like I said, it is what it is. I'm going to finish it. Maybe one would consider this not having finished the 4x4x48, four by four by but Everything happens for a reason. I don't know what this reason is. Um, slight hint of disappointment immediately. And then my immediate next feeling, because I noticed like I felt that negative disappointment, that negative, ugh, like I didn't want to feel that way. And then the next thought that I chose to think, which is what I teach you guys, we have to notice that negativity instead of stewing in that and beating myself up. I immediately said, I'm going to finish and I'm going to go out now. So that's what I'm going to do. This is like, I just started my run and I thought I would just pop over to my voice memos while I'm running and say, hey, I got out of the house, went and started my four miles. I think there'll be like a slight, there's like a slight like, oh darn it. Like I didn't do it on the tee, but there will be an extra challenge presented by having like 90 minutes between this run and my next one. So wish me luck on that. I'm going to keep my head in a positive mindset though. I've never covered what 32 miles on my feet before in that span of time. Huge win in my book. All right. Done with that 52, 53 minutes. 
oh, for those four miles, I've got 12 left. That means I've covered 36, which is exciting. So oh, I'm literally going to be back out and running in less than 90 minutes. <laughs> so I guess this is the price I have to pay, and I will pay it gladly. Well, I had less than 90 minutes between the finish of my last run and this one, but I'm back on the horse, got back up, 8 a.m. run time, I've got 12 miles left, the end is in sight. Whatever, like, GI issues I was having the first 32 miles are gone, which is really refreshing (laughs) to not have to worry about not pooping my pants, to be honest. TMI, I know. <laughs> it happened to my Iron Man, and it almost happened the first, like, half of this challenge. So um, I'm glad I'm past that. My legs feel horrible. And something I realized, which is crazy, my back has not bothered me at all. Like, I literally noticed no pain in my back. <sighs> so it's turning out to be good. It's super windy right now. It's going to be windy the rest of this. So I'm going to get going. It is run number nine. I think this is miles 36 to 40. So here we go. From run number 10, I think. Yeah, I'm totally losing count. I have to, like, double-check my my little note paper where I'm keeping track <laughs> so I don't forget what number I'm on. But, oh, the wind is very intense today. Um, but the sun's out, and the temperatures are nice. So despite the wind... Obviously, taking this on, not going to stop. It's not going to stop me. (sighs) I've got eight miles left. Definitely feeling it in my legs. Um, I had SPD pain really bad during my second pregnancy, and I'm starting to feel that just from all the pounding and time on my feet, which isn't fun. It's basically where, like, your pelvis starts to pull apart um, at the center line near your pubic bone. So that's no fun. But that's just what I'm feeling right now. Mentally, I'm in a good place. Definitely have forgiven myself. I don't know. You're getting, like, the real-time processing of this whole 4 a.m., 5 a.m. thing. You're literally getting the real-time, this is me processing through it. Um, But Casey said something before. I left for this run. He said, I wouldn't even call it a hiccup because you still did the four miles in the window of time. So it's all perspective, right? And... I'm moving past it, and I'm going to finish, and I'm going to finish strong. Um, I'm still planning on running all four miles of the last leg, which will hurt real bad, and the wind is not going to make it any easier. (sighs) So I'm excited for it. I've got some time to rest. I've got about three hours to rest, and then it's four more miles, about three more hours of rest, and then the last four. So we're almost there. 40 miles down. That's crazy. 40 miles down. Heading out for run number 11. Going to go from mile 40 to 44. It's still just as windy. It's kind of fun starting to come out, which is nice. Um, physically, still struggling, but it is what it is. And I'm just going to take it one step at a time and keep moving because that's what I do. Honestly, these, like, in-betweens, I can, like, be more of myself. But I do go really inward during these runs. So I'm um, going to get going. And, yeah, it's just, like, this different headspace that I go to. And I haven't been there since before having kids and doing stuff like this because I haven't done something like this since having kids. It's definitely a place I like to go to because I really reflect. I really dig in deep into who I am and how capable I've been created to be. So it's a neat, it's a neat, challenging, raw place to go. Definitely a lonely place to go, but I'm not alone ever. 
Um, and I trust in that. So time to get running for me. Just felt so good during leg 11. 44 miles are down. And it was awesome. It's still super windy, but man, it felt good to get that running in. It felt good. I did a run walk. I've been doing that the whole time, kind of keeping myself reserved so I don't implode completely before the last leg. Like I want to finish, but I want to finish smart. So my plan for leg 12, final leg, and this is the weird part is I feel like if I kept this approach for the four miles up, I could go to like 100 easily. Obviously, I'm not going to. Maybe that's for another day. (laughs) But yeah, this like run walk approach, keeping my heart rate in a certain zone. It's working really well. And I think I just hit kind of like, you know how you hear about the wall in a marathon around mile like 16 to 20 where people hit a wall. That's about where I hit a wall with this was around mile 24. And uh, it was hard. And basically mile 24 to mile like 32, I felt like junk. But I pushed through it and kept going. And I feel so good now. Like I said, I could probably keep going if I just rested and did whatever else. But um, because it does end at 48 miles and I've got one leg left, I my plan, and I'll share a little bit more before I go out for leg four or leg 12, leg four. <laughs> I'm going to run the whole time and I'm going to run as hard as I can. Like I'm going to leave nothing out there. So I'm going to leave it all out there. That's what I'm going to do. I'm really bad at those little phrases. <laughs> for my last run, I'm so excited. Um, I've got like the nervous, butterfly energy running through me right now. The clouds went away. It like spit rain on me in the last one. Um, but this last leg, I mean, it's still super windy, but the clouds are gone. I can see the blue sky. It's like 71 degrees. So it's going to be perfect. Uh, my my goal, my aim is to leave, leave it all out there. I said that wrong last time. Leave it all out there. Um, so I'm going to run the whole thing and just go hard um, and not implode until I hit the four mile mark. So let's do this. Lost it all out there. Ran the whole thing. Last mile is a 9.30 pace. No stopping me. I don't ever want to do that again. But then kind of me wants to. Done. Okay, super fun to get to go back through that and listen It was a week ago now that I completed that. And throughout the challenge, I was taking notes in my phone, just of things that came to mind that I wanted to, I was just like reflecting in the moment as I was going through it. So I'm going to bring to you some of those thoughts right now, because I think they're really monumental. I get a lot of inspiration, a lot of ideas when I'm out running and walking, also when I'm showering, also when I'm driving, you know, those times when you can kind of turn your brain off of all the other things going on and just focus on where you're at in the moment. And when I do that, a lot comes to mind and a lot came to mind, obviously over those 48 hours and those 48 miles. So I'm going to bring you some of those first off these hard things that I do. I like to do it for me myself to prove to myself what my limits are and stretch them because I think it's important that we are constantly reminded of how much, like I like to remind myself how much my brain and my mind are not in control of what I'm actually capable of. Because as humans, I think it's really easy to get into that trap and doing hard things like this, doing hard physical challenges 
proves to me that I'm capable of a lot more than I believe about myself. Um, but I also like to do it for you. A big reason I do stuff, (laughs) crazy stuff like this is because it helps you realize that your limits go further than you realize. And it inspires you to discover them for yourself by doing hard things too. And I just love seeing the impact that that can leave. Um, even if it causes a little bit of pain, my Achilles is still hurting. So (laughs) it's worth it though. It's really worth it. Another thing that came to mind over those 48 hours, this was like the second note I took. So it was probably around midnight or 4am on Saturday was to set your mind. You can't let the world set your mind for you. So basically you have to decide what you're going to do, what you're going to take on. You can't let outside circumstances dictate that for you. Each run when I was doing those four miles, I just set my mind to, there's no other option, but to take this one run at a time, I'm doing one four hour window at a time, literally one step at a time, because if I were to take a step back and look at this challenge as a whole, as a whole 48 hours in running 48 miles, like the furthest I've done is a marathon at the end of an Ironman, which that's a long triathlon, but you're also swimming and on a bike and I was not on my feet for 26, for 48 miles, only 26.2. And I know that can like, that's all relative, but 48 miles after having two kids, I mean, that just, I still can't comprehend that. And honestly, even though I've done it, I still can't comprehend the fact that I've done 48 miles because it's just too big for my, myself to be able to comprehend. But when I set my mind to taking it four hours, four miles, at a time, it seems doable. And if I were to look at the challenge as a whole and let that determine my mindset around it, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have finished. Okay. So take things. Yes. Like look at the big picture, but then to get through those hard things, you have to get closer to it. You have to get into the moment. You have to take it piece by piece and step by step, or we do get overwhelmed. It reminds me a lot of the weight loss journey that I help moms through after having kids, especially someone like me who had 90 pounds to lose and then 60 pounds to lose. That's a long, overwhelming journey to think about. But when you break it down and when you get closer to it and you start looking at the nitty gritty habits and the day by day choices that you're making, as opposed to this big picture of how long it's going to take and how many pounds you have to lose, it gets more doable and it seems easier not easier, but just more doable. It seems like you, it seems real, like, oh, I'm a real person who can do this real thing. It doesn't seem impossible. So chunk it up and just take things step by step. Man, I really learned that literally step by step. (laughs) During my fifth run, I got, this was fun. So I got this, well, not really fun in the moment, but looking back when I had this like epiphany. So I got this tiniest piece of gravel in my shoe on my fifth run in like the heel of my shoe right behind my heel. Um, and I immediately had to stop because I knew how bothersome it was going to be. And I was like, wow, this is such a good metaphor for those little things that throw us off. Like the nagging things that bring us down that we might, we might even not notice some of them, but some of them we do notice, we just kind of ignore it. And God, can you imagine if I had ignored that piece of gravel in my heel? I mean, I probably wouldn't have finished. And when we ignore those things, those little tiny things that nag at us, it weathers away at our souls and our mindsets, and it can ruin us and keep us from finishing the race and falling through on what God's called us to. And if we don't take care of those 
things. And, and sometimes you have to stop. I had to stop running. I had to stop moving. I don't like to do that when I'm running. I'm the kind of person who I'm like, once I'm going, I'm gone. I'm like going, I'm not stopping. And so for me to have to stop to get gravel out of my shoe, that was vital or it would have, I would have gotten injured. I would have gotten a huge old gash in the back of my foot. So if we don't stop to deal with the things that are nagging at us, that are wearing us down, wearing our souls down, you know, ruining our mindsets, if we don't stop and take a second to deal with those, yeah, we're not going to finish. Yeah. It's going to be a lot harder than it could be if we just stopped and dealt with it. Mm, That like really hit home. Um, Also during the first four to five runs, I felt really good. And this is funny looking back now having finished it, but honestly, until about eight o'clock in the morning after my eight o'clock in the morning run on Saturday. So 8 PM, midnight, 4 AM, four runs in, I felt so good. I mean, during the run, after the run, recovering, I was like, this is not hard. This is, I was like starting to worry it wasn't going to be challenging enough. I'm laughing now at myself thinking that. Um, And something shifted before that noon run on Saturday. My body got really tired. And those four miles at noon on Saturday, they felt impossible. You probably heard it in my voice and in how I was approaching it, but it felt impossible. I was like, wow, I don't want to do this. This doesn't feel good. And I knew it wasn't technically impossible. I just knew it was going to be really hard. And I knew that the next 24 hours were going to be no joke (laughs) when it came to finishing this. And so somewhere in the middle, or it might've been the sixth run. I don't remember. I haven't listened to the recordings for a few days, but, um, somewhere in the middle of that four miles of that first really hard run, there was this, I I realized I was like, wow, this is the first time since after having kids that I've done a challenge on this level, all my other ones. So all the triathlons I did, all, all of the distances, like half, half Ironman sprints, Olympic level, like Olympic distance, iron uh, triathlons and my full Ironman, all the obstacle course races I did. I mean, I did a couple of the half marathon, tough mutters, like the long ones, all of those things I did was before having kids (laughs) and I love doing stuff like this because again, it proves to me what my limits are or where they actually are compared to where I thought they were. And I realized, cause the reason I love them, part of another reason I do this is in these physical challenges, I am completely just broken down so far and so wide open that I become alive. Like I just become this new person. I find a new level of myself that I didn't know existed. It's really raw and really uncomfortable, but it's really empowering. I have no other way to explain it. If you've done anything very physically challenging like this before, you probably know what I'm talking about, but it's really cool. And before I get to that point, I go very inward. I become less cheerful, less extra. I'm like an extroverted introvert where I'm very open and quote, extroverted around the people I'm really close with. Um, Not so much in like social situations where I'm totally new with people. Shocking, I know, but I'm literally sitting here in my pajamas talking to a mic by myself. So introvert's dream. Um, (laughs) But I, I do engage with the world around me a lot when I'm out working out and just doing stuff. I'm becoming my mother who talks to the cashier at the grocery store and, you know, calls on by name, which is a good thing to do, like to recognize people by name. You should try it. But I become very tunnel visioned during challenges like this. Um, Everything I do becomes 
like me and the world around me and nothing else, especially when I'm out actually exercising in between. I, I was more of myself, but when I'm out there, it was just like me and the pavement and my shoes and my breath and my steps and my choices moment to moment to just keep moving forward and nothing else. Like it's very much so me in the world around me and very tunnel visioned. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, I would still, you know, between care for my boys and whatnot, but it's just a lot of like inward processing and noticing what's going on in my mind and in my body and how it's affecting my feelings and my thoughts. It's just very inward and reflective of what's going on inside me. Again, if you've been to this point, you, you probably know what I'm talking about, but there's something being about being pushed so far past your physical limit you thought existed within you that the only place you can go is in. And it started reminding me once I got to this really hard point after thinking this isn't going to be hard, it started me reminding me again of the 40% rule. Basically what that means is when you think you're physically done, you're only 40% of what you're physically capable of. It's your mind telling you that you're done. And I started thinking about all the people in the moment where I was like, this is not fun. I do not enjoy this at all. It, I started thinking about all of the other people out there right now and in the past who have endured so much harder or are currently enduring much harder things right now. And when it gets to that point, I'm very just myself and my thoughts and my movement. I start just repeating to myself, this is nothing. This is nothing. One more step, another mile. And I just give myself these like commands, basically. They become very simple, very pointed, and I just focus in on them. I love, I love this place mentally. <laughs> And I hate this place mentally. It's like this weird dichotomy of feelings, but it's again, it's just raw, open, focused place where I grow so much. And it's so cool. I just become better all around in these moments. And that mental state is pretty much where I lived from 4 p.m. Saturday until the end of this thing. Um, I felt a little more alive the last two runs on Sunday because I was excited and I was there, but almost the last... 24 hours of this thing, the second half of it, I was in that mental place, especially when I was out running. Um, and I thought it was cool too. That was one of my longer points. I just had to tell you though. Another thing that I realized partway, I was just, you know, with my thoughts and thinking and all that stuff, when I decided to start this, like when I was like, I'm going to do this thing in March, um, I decided in January. So just about two and a half, three months ago. And at that time I was running exactly zero miles per week. Let that just sink in for a second. (laughs) In 48 hours, I ran 48 miles when just two and a half, three months prior, I was running exactly zero miles per week. So again, we're very capable of a lot more. Could I have trained for longer? For sure. Like if I had been running for six months instead of two and a half, definitely probably would have performed better. Definitely probably wouldn't have had the GI issues that I had. But But that just proves how capable we are physically, even if we don't believe it mentally. Love that. Um, I want to talk about the 4 a.m. Sunday hiccup that I had. (laughs) Uh, We're always our own worst critics, right? I'm just going to start with that. Uh, If you got to listen, if you didn't, I hope you didn't fast forward through all my little voice memos. I thought those were hilariously fun. Um, But at 4 a.m. on Sunday, I was supposed to have a run and... I set probably 19 alarms. That's just how I am normally. I set a lot of alarms because I tend to uh, snooze them and then get up eventually. (laughs) 
that's just me. I set a lot of alarms. I worry about not being places on time because, um, kids and that's just how my brain works. So I set a ton of alarms and evidently I did not wake up for them. And I was so frustrated when I first woke up, like that panic feeling. I woke up at about five 30. I was supposed to run at four and that I, I immediately had to take thoughts captive because I felt so much disappointment in that moment. So much. I was, I mean, I'd let myself down first off and all the people following and watching and listening and my boys who were like, not even knowing what was going on, but just, you know, I've done this thing that's hard and they're seeing me do it. Even they don't understand. I was so disappointed in myself and it hit so deep. I mean, you know, like the pit in your stomach feeling when you mess up, that's how I felt. I really had to take that feeling and those thoughts captive so fast. And I've had a lot of practice doing that in a lot of circumstances. So I did that. Thankfully, I was, I think getting to that really raw, vulnerable place a few runs prior helped me go no, like, because I had to tough love myself a whole lot (laughs) this whole weekend. I think it really let me do that because I'd been practicing having a strong, strengthened, tough mindset for almost a whole day straight at that point, over a whole day. So I chose to think about finishing and problem solving. I was like, okay, first I'm still going to finish. I'm still going to run 48 miles. And how can I solve this problem? Well, that's easy. (laughs) Uh, Solving this problem means I get out and do four miles right now. So I got up and I was like, whether I'm walking or running or crawling, I will cross this finish line. Like I've already decided 48 miles will be logged by Sunday at 4 PM. So I'm doing that. Boom. Okay. That's decided and done. So we're good there. We're good on the finishing side. Problem solving was okay. Get up and put a little bit of food in me, get dressed and go. And you'll figure it out when you get back. The boys are probably going to be up when you get back, you know, ready to be Cal was ready to breastfeed and Royce needed breakfast. And then I had to be out of the door again at eight. So I was like, well, I'm just going to have a really short window between the end of this run and the start of my next run. And I guess that's the price I'm paying. (laughs) Our journeys and man, let's talk about metaphors. There are so many and they're so good and they're so applicable. Even if you're like, I'm never going to do that challenge. This is so unrelatable. I'm bringing you this like reflection post challenge because There's so many takeaways I think you can apply to your journey right now. And one of them was this, that, that hiccup at 4am slash 5.30am on Sunday was a great metaphor for what our journeys look like. We, in, in our heads have it look this one way. I'm going to work out like this at this time of day. And my kids will behave this way and I'll eat this kinds of foods and, oh man, that was bad grammar. I'll eat these kinds of foods. (laughs) And at, you know, at this point postpartum, I'll look like this. And at this point postpartum, I'll fit in my clothes comfortably and feel good. And then you're just totally thrown off, right? We have it in our heads that it looks one way, but then it pans out another way. It never goes how we plan. I mean, we know that that's just how life works. Things don't always go how we plan ever. But when we embrace that and expect that, It's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to persevere. It's an opportunity to problem solve. And I I mean, I had to experience that in the moment that morning, but I think it's a good takeaway for you, mama, on your journey in the fact that we can't expect 
to always live up to this exact standard or this exact picture that we set for ourselves for things to go. We just have to persevere through the hiccups, through the things that don't go the right way. We have to problem solve. We have to figure it out. And it is figure outable. Okay. I'm not perfect. (laughs) I didn't do it perfectly, but in my head, I was like, I'm going to follow through in the face of imperfection and finish the hard things because I said I would. I'd already decided it was going to be finished. So I'm going to finish it. I'm going to follow through, even though I was imperfect in doing it. And my husband made a good point too. He was like, and I think I said this in one of the mid challenge recordings, but he was like, it's not, I wouldn't even call it a hiccup. He said, he goes, you know, you still got it done within the four hour window. So, you know, I don't even call it a hiccup. And I was like, okay, I'll look at it that way. Again, we're our own worst critics, right? So another metaphor that is applicable to that little hiccup, as I'm going to refer to it as, is that I can either talk about that situation and that circumstance from a frame of, I ran every four hours except for 530 in the morning when I fell off, or I can make it phrased as I fell, but I got back up and I did it anyways. It's all about how we frame things. I think it's a good metaphor and I hope it encourages you on this, on your journey. You might fall off the wagon or make a choice that's way off course from how you want to be showing up and that can define your journey. It can define you right? You can let that define you, that you fell off the wagon and you made a mistake, or you can look at it as a blip on the radar that you moved past. You fell off the wagon, but you got back up. Okay. Successful people, what sets them apart is that they get up more times than they fall. So just keep getting up, just keep getting up. Okay. Um, and I finished, I know that last, if you got to see the, I'll post my like summary post, Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but my last four miles I ran, my average pace was under 10 minutes. Cause I was like, I'm running this whole thing. I did a run walk combination during the race, during the challenge. It's not a race, but I did a run walk combination just to preserve my legs and make sure I didn't completely implode by the end. But the last four miles I had decided a couple legs into the challenge. I was like, I'm going to run the last four, no matter what, mainly because during the first four to five, I was like, this is too easy. I need to like go hard on the last four. But having made that decision in my head, even though I was struggling the last 24 hours, I still was like, I'm still going to run the last four of, because I know I'm capable of more physically. I was like, even though I've been running and walking and I don't feel great and I'm sore and my body hurts, I know I'm capable of running those last four, even though mentally it doesn't seem like it. So I decided to do that. The last four miles were so fun. They hurt, (laughs) they hurt real good, but they were really fun. And I think I averaged a 931 pace, which is awesome for me personally, just as like a something like that, or no, 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 it was just over 10 minutes. My last, my full last mile was a 931 pace. Again, I'll post the, I'll, I'll post the link in the show notes below so you can go see my post from when I finished, but it was fun. And (laughs) a lot of the times when I finish challenges like this, I'm like, I want to do it again. I did not want to do this again. (laughs) And I still don't want to. Um, but it was really fun and a really cool mental challenge. I'm actually planning with one of my clients to do a shortened version of this in May one by one by 24. So basically one mile every hour for 24 hours. 
Uh, so if you want to join in with me, shoot me a DM and we can all get a little DM chat going. Uh, take that on in May together. I think we're going to do it one of the first weeks in May. Call me crazy, but stuff like this is fun. And it's so cool to see what you're capable of. Uh, a quick little summary. So because I didn't summarize all the stats on that post, I totaled over the 48 hours, nine hours of sleep total, <laughs> very broken up. It was like two hours at a time here and there. Uh, I had two or three showers. I can't remember. I want to say just two. Um, there was no washing my hair because my hair is long and thick. It would have taken forever to dry. I didn't want to run, run with wet hair and make it sweaty. I was like, no, nope, we're just going to not wash the hair. And honestly, by the time I got back, I was like, I just need to lay down and get my feet up and put food in my body if I can try to rest. I obviously didn't. I, I slept during the night stretches, but I didn't really sleep during the day once because I just get groggy if I sleep during the day. I mean, I was groggy this whole time. I think mentally my brain is still recovering from the sleep deprivation because I've just been in like a fog this week, but two or three showers. I can't remember. Not a lot of sleep, obviously, over the course of 48 hours. And what's crazy is my back. So I've got a good herniated disc in my lower back. It actually is why I didn't do this the weekend that the world did it because I threw my back out really bad. I've got a good herniation in my L5S1 and I had to let it recover for two weeks. I had to trust my training and that's why I took it on later than everyone else but my back did not hurt the whole time. Shockingly, it, it didn't hurt at all. It felt great actually, which is just mind blowing all the pounding and the miles, but that's what it was. So I thought that was really just, I was like, thank you Lord for not making my back hurt, even though all the other parts of my body hurt right now. So it was really exciting for that to be the case and the outcome for this. And I wanted to wrap this up with a message that I actually got from one of my clients because it was right in the thick. It was my second run where I really did not feel it. I was not feeling it. I just had to go out and do it. It was hard. So uh, about 24 hours into the challenge, she said, this is bigger than you. You are inspiring people everywhere to never underestimate what they can accomplish. You're reminding everyone that the only thing holding them back is themselves. You've got this. And so I got kind of choked up reading that because that's why I do this stuff. That's why I do crazy things and hard things and call me crazy. But it really is because we are capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for and that we allow ourselves to try. And if you took nothing else away from this, <laughs> other than Liz is a little crazy and off a rocker for doing that and putting her body through this, but we live one life. And yeah, you don't have to go do a challenge like this to prove what you're capable of, but do something hard, like go do something hard today or tomorrow. And it doesn't have to be monumental. Something hard could be having a conversation that you need to have that you've been putting off. It could be finally working out five days in a row. It could be finally going to bed at a decent time so you can get up early and actually start your day feeling put together as opposed to letting your kids be your alarm clock. I don't know what is hard for you right now. We all have hard and different seasons. I've had hards that are that quote simple. They're not simple because they're hard in the moment. Everyone has their own hard and we can either face it, face it head on, or we can succumb to it. And if you're a listener of this podcast, you're not called to succumb to that hard. You are called to face it head on. And I'm challenging you right now. 
to go do something hard. Maybe it's a physical challenge. Maybe it's consistency. Maybe it's finally investing in something for your health because you've been putting that off and putting yourself on the back burner for so long. Do something hard today. Okay. I didn't do this for nothing. (laughs) I did it because I don't want you underestimating yourself and undervaluing yourself anymore. You are so worthy of the hard things because we live one, one life. You guys, we live one life. So do the hard things, no matter what that hard is for you today, do something hard because when you do, you not only get to prove that, like Kayla said, you you don't get to only prove that you can accomplish more than you realize. You can realize that the only thing holding yourself back, it's not your kids. It's not your schedule. It's not your lack of sleep and lack of energy. It's yourself. It's what's in between your ears and you are the master. You can be the master of your mind if you choose to be. So please go get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.